In the previous Mishnah, we learned about somebody who is going to eat at an Amharetz's house on Shabbos, and so he needs to designate the tithes before Shabbos. And we explained that even though he designates them before Shabbos, and then separates them physically on Shabbos itself, he also needs to repeat the designation before separating them on Shabbos. So the Mishnah is going to repeat the formula now when separating demai produce. However, in this Mishnah, we're going to discuss liquids. If it's a solid, then he would literally repeat exactly what he said in Mishnah Aleph. That's the formula for separating tithes from solid food, which is demai. Our Mishnah is just going to teach us how separating tithes from demai, which is a liquid, is slightly different to how you separate it when it's a solid. And the reason for this difference is because if you imagine, let's say he designates a part of it as trumus meiser, because it's a liquid, as soon as, pa- as soon as part of it is designated as trumus meiser, that part is mixed with the rest of the liquid. So they won't be able to have any of the liquid now, because only a coin can have even a mixture of trumus and regular food. So we're going to have to find another way to designate the tithes from demai, which is a liquid. Says the Mishnah, Mosgulos Akos, if they pulled for him the cup, let's say he was having a cup of wine and that's what he had to tithe, so Omer, he has to say, in order to designate the tithes, remember the first step is always to designate the part which will be Trumas Meiser, designate that as Meiserishan, and then designate another part of it as Meiserishan, and say that the first part should be Trumas Meiser on behalf of all of the Meiserishans. So that's exactly what he does. Mash ani akos. That which I will in the future leave over at the bottom of the cup, so the last hundredth of the wine I'm not going to drink, and I'm going to leave that in the cup, and so that should be my serishan, and the rest of my serishan, the other nine-tenths which have to be separated as my serishan, they'll be next to it, meaning I'm going to leave over another nine-tenths of the wine, having not drunk that, and that will become my serishan, and then the first one-hundredth which I made my serishan, will become Trumas Meiser on behalf of all of the Meiserishan. And in this way, he can separate Trumas Meiser without making the entire cup into a mixture containing Trumas Meiser. Because over here, we're using what is known as Breira. Breira, if you recall, is where at the beginning stage of something, the status of something is left undefined, and then later it becomes defined. So in this case, it becomes defined that the end bit is Trumas Meiser, that part of the liquid. And then retroactively, we consider it as if that part of the wine was always the part of the wine which was Trumas Meiser. And that way, when he's drinking it, he's not drinking Tevel, because we consider it as if the Trumas Meiser was taken already at the beginning. It's just we weren't sure which part of the wine was Trumas Meiser. But once he leaves it at the end, then retroactively, we view it as if that was always separated, and that part of the wine was always designated as the Trumas Meiser for that wine. So he's now separated Trumas Meiser, and there's one more thing which he has to separate, and that is Meiser Shani. So ordinarily, when it comes to separating Maiseshani from food, which is the Mai, so he designates a certain part of it, the north part or the south part, the point is he has to be precise and mark off a specific part of it as Maiseshani. And when it comes to liquids, there's a way to do it even more precisely. Instead of saying that side of the cup should be Maiseshani, he should say your Maiseshani befiv. The Maiseshani is at his mouth, meaning the tip, the wine which is at the top of the cup, that will become Maiseshani, so the t- a tenth of the wine, and it should be redeemed onto money, and that way he can just drink that wine, and he only needs to leave a tenth at the bottom for the sake of Trumas Meiser. Mishnah Gimel, another scenario where the tithing process is slightly different to usual. Says the Mishnah, A worker who does not trust his employer. So the employer is an Amharetz, and we're talking about a situation where the agreement of the work is that the employer needs to provide meals for his employees. And the case in our mission is where the employer agrees to provide him with a hundred dried figs. 
Now, because the employer is an Amharetz, the worker cannot eat this unless he tithes it. So what should he do? He should take one of the dried figs, so one hundredth of the produce, and just like with normal to my produce, he should say, This dried fig, as well as the next nine dried figs, which I will select afterwards, they should become my serration for the rest of the produce, the ninety dried figs which I will eat. And then Zoe, this one hundredth, this one dried fig, Asur Trumas Maisa should become Trumas Maisa for the rest of the Maiserishan, so the other nine tenths, the other nine dried figs. And then Umaisashani Bacharina, the way we'll translate this is that Maisashani will come after that. So the next ten which I will separate, those will be Maisashani, and as usual, Mukhulalamais, and they should be redeemed onto money. So if you think about it, this worker can now eat all of the figs, except for one of them. The Maisashani he put onto money, so there's no Maisashani within this. Maisarishan, as usual, from Demai, it doesn't go to the Levi, because the Levi can't prove that he should get it. So it's only the Trumas Maisa which he cannot eat. So the Chesich Gerges Achas, he should save. He should not eat one of the dried figs, because that is Trumas Maisa, he should rather give that to a Kohen. Now, Mishim Ben Gamliel picks up on a very interesting point. Mishim Ben Gamliel Omer, Mishim Ben Gamliel says, he should not save this one dried fig. He has to eat that one dried fig. Why? And this is fascinating. If you think about it, the employer agreed to provide a hundred dried figs for his worker. And he expects that as a result of having those 100 dried figs, the worker will be able to have enough energy to work properly, and he'll do the job in the best way that he can. So if his worker then goes and eats 99 dried figs, instead of 100 dried figs, he won't be able to work as well, because he won't have got as much energy, and therefore it's like he's stealing from the employer, because he is not working as well as he should according to the agreement. The agreement being that he will be provided and he will eat 100 dried figs. So again, Rishim Gamliel says, he should not save this one, he has to eat that a hundredth dried fig, because otherwise he is reducing the work of the employer, and that is like stealing from him. So according to Mishim and Gamliel, the worker actually has to go and get another dried fig, either he should buy it from the employer, or buy it from elsewhere, and give that to the Kohen as Trimas Maisa, on behalf of this produce. And now we have a third opinion in our Mishnah, and that is Rabbi Yaisi Omer. Rabbi Yaisi says, You should not save this one dried fig, but he has a different reason, and actually a slightly different opinion as to what he should do. Firstly, his reason is, because it's an enactment, it's something which the Bastin decreed, which is that the owner of the produce, in this case the employer, he is the one who has to separate the Trumas Maisa. The Chachom decreed that the obligation is upon him, and therefore it won't help if the worker goes and separates another dried fig as Trumas Maisa, rather he should eat all a hundred dried figs, and the Trumas Maisa has to be separated by the employer, which actually means that the employer should just give him a hundred and one dried figs, and then he'll separate the one as Trumas Maisa, but he will still get the a hundred dried figs which were agreed upon, and that way the Trumas Maisa is coming from the owner, the employer himself. Mishnah Dalet, we mentioned in the first mission of our Perak that even though it's in general forbidden to separate the tithes from even Demai produce on Shabbos, if one designates the tithes before Shabbos, then he is able to repeat that designation on Shabbos itself and then separate the tithes on Shabbos itself. Now, we've also seen once before now, Masechta, that during Bina Shemoshes, which is the twilight period, as day is becoming night and it's not exactly certain whether it's day or night, so during Bina Shemoshes, as Shabbos is coming in, it's forbidden to separate tithes even during that period. But this only applies to Tevel. 
When it comes to Demai, even though you're not allowed to separate tithes on Shabbos itself, you are allowed to separate tithes from Demai during Ben Hashemoshes. Now the focus of our Mishnah is Tevel, so as we said, one cannot separate the tithes from Tevel during Ben Hashemoshes. And as well as that, as we said, even if one designates tithes before Shabbos comes in, or during Ben Hashemoshes in a permitted way, as we'll see in our Mishnah, he still cannot separate them on Shabbos. However, the Mishnah is going to show that there is a way to be able to eat Tevel produce on Shabbos and to only designate the tithes during Ben Hashemoshes. And we're talking about Tevel here. So how can that be? So the Mishnah says, One who buys wine from Kusim. Kusim were the big nation who converted en masse to become Jewish, and their conversion, whether it was genuine, was uncertain, and they didn't keep all of the mitzvahs properly, and they would tithe what they ate for themselves, but that which they sold to others, they did not tithe. So if someone buys wine from them, then that wine is considered tevel, it's definitely not tithed. So this person buys it from the Kusim, and he doesn't get a chance to tithe it until Shabbos is about to come in. And it's been Ashmashus, and he wants to eat this on Shabbos. Is there anything he can do in order to be able to do so? So the mission says, yes. He should say that two lugin, which I will in the future separate, that should be truma. So we're talking about where there are a hundred lug of wine. So usually you separate two percent of the produce for truma. So he separates two lugin for truma. And then Vasora Maisa, he separates 10 as Maisa Rishon, Vasisha Maisa Shani, and then 9 Lug of wine as Maisa Shani. Now, why 9 Lug? So, if you think about it, this makes perfect sense. And it's very important to understand this. Maisa Shani is a tenth of the produce. Now, because Maisa Shani is separated at the end, after the rest of the tithes have been separated, the produce is now smaller. After Truma and Maisa Rishon have been separated, there's only 88 Lug left. And a tenth of that is 8.8. So you round that up to 9, and he has to separate 9 lug of wine for Maisasheni. And the reason why all of this works is because he does not actually separate this on Shabbos itself. When it comes to Tevel, that is always forbidden. Rather, he's able to eat it, so sorry, drink the wine on Shabbos, and then he'll separate whatever he leaves, he leaves over in the cup. He'll separate that on Motzei Shabbos after Shabbos has gone out. And because of the rule of Breira, we view it retroactively as if that was always separated from the beginning, which means that he ate tithed produce, or he drank the tithed wine. We view it as if it was already tithed when he drank it, even though he only separates it on Motzei Shabbos because of the rule of Breira. And once he's done that, ends off the Mishnah, Mechel Veshaseh. This is translated by most to mean he can begin to drink, because now all the tithes have been separated properly, at least retroactively, so he is able to drink this wine without any concern. Mishnah here, there are quite a number of ways to understand this Mishnah, but we're going to understand it in a very similar way to the previous Mishnah, just that now we're going to see very clearly the difference between Demai and Tevel when it comes to designating them during Ben Hashemoshes, and then eating them on Shabbos itself. Holy Te'inim shall tell if he had Tevel figs in his house, he is in the Bessamedrash or in the field, and it's coming very close to Shabbos, and he doesn't think he'll have enough time once he gets back home to tithe the produce before Shabbos. But he wants to eat it on Shabbos, so what should he do? Eimer, he should say, and again we're discussing a case where there are a hundred figs which he needs to tithe. So, two figs which in the future I will separate, and as we explained in the previous Mishnah, this means that he will separate it in the future, meaning on Motzei Shabbos. He can never separate Tevel on Shabbos itself, but he'll separate it on Motzei Shabbos, and then retroactively, Harihain Truma, they'll be considered Truma, the Eser Maiserishan, and a hundred figs will be Maiserishan, and now there's 88 figs left, so a tenth of that is 8.8, .8. round that out to 9, the Seisha Maiserishani, and 9 figs will become Maiserishani. And now the Mishnah contrasts this with Demai, Hoy Demai, 
if the figs which he had at home were demai, then if he designates them even during Ben Hashemoshes, then he will be able to separate them on Shabbos itself. So he should say, That which I will separate tomorrow on Shabbos itself, that should be Maisa. So he separates an hundredth of it as Maisa, and then another nine hundredths, or Maisa Somachlai, the rest of the Maisa Rishon, next to it, and Zesh shall see Maisa. The first one hundredth, which I made Maisa Rishon, also Trumas Maisa Alov, should become Trumas Maisa on behalf of the rest of the Maisa Rishon. And then the Maisa Shani, but Tzfona Obedromai, the Maisa Shani in the north part or the south part, and again it should be redeemed onto money, so that the money will now take that Maisa Shani status. Now we've explained the Mishnah according to Toysus, the Bartanura, amongst others, delete the word lemochar from the Mishnah in the Demai case, which means that even when it comes to Demai, they hold that you can't actually separate it on Shabbos itself. You have to wait until Motzi Shabbos. However, that's because they understand the case slightly differently. They understand the case to be when there's a lot more produce than he's going to need on Shabbos itself. So since you don't need all of the produce on Shabbos itself, so it's forbidden to fix the produce, as it were, on Shabbos, because it's a bit like preparing for after Shabbos, and therefore in that case you would also only be able to separate it after Shabbos. But either way, we've seen that when it comes to both Devmai and Tevel, there are ways to be able to eat it and tithe it on Shabbos, as long as some sort of designation is done before Shabbos itself properly comes in.